0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Friday, March 17th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast and March Madness marches on. On today's episode of the podcast, I got my best bets for the Saturday round of 32 actions. We got eight games to get through on this slate. Just a little recap so far, I am recording this Thursday night at the conclusion of the first day of action. Uh, today was a roller coaster. I started off the through the first half of the games five and three. the night slate just absolutely killed me went two and six to finish nine or seven and nine on the day. so losing day in day one thankfully, I did go four and0 in the play in game so if you include the play in games I'm sitting at uh four plus seven is eleven it's 11 and nine. so I'm sitting profitable if you include the play in games heading into the second day of round of 64 action. Uh, Let's hope I have a better day on day two. This episode, like I said, is about day three, Saturday's round of 32 action involving the teams that played on Thursday. Now, I will let you know before I get into these picks, I do have my bets locked in for all eight games uh, as of recording this, which is at 1256 AM. Betstamp does not for some reason have lines posted for half of them, which is... I love bet stamp. I use them to track my bets. My one criticism of Betstamp is they don't always post the lines. I mean, these lines are available at all sports books, but yet for some reason it still doesn't have the winner of four of the games. So uh, for four picks, I have four picks that are locked in on bet stamp. The other four I've bet, but I have to go based off what I end up being able to lock into bet stamp because that's how I verify my record. So I'll tell you what I bet, but then, in terms of my record, it's gonna end up going off whatever I lock into bet stamp, but it'll be the same side, it'll be the same total or whatever it is I end up betting. It just might be at a different number for better or for worse. That's what I have to go with for my official record, so wanted to get that out of the way. uh I was just gonna wait till the morning to lock them in and record, but um. I've hit a second win. I think it's better for me. It's 1 a.m. It's better for me to just record this instead of waking up in six hours or five hours and try to do it. Uh, I'm miserable in the mornings. If you can't tell, the morning episodes, I'm uh, not exactly at my peak. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, I do have four of the bets tracked on BetStamp. The other four will be tracked. All eight have been locked in in terms of the money I've actually put down. I've my notes for all of them, so why don't we start... Uh, and jump right into it here I uh, believe I'm gonna go through these in chronological order if I have one or two uh, not in the right order I apologize but I think I have them in chronological order for Saturday starting off with Furman and San Diego State and I will take Furman plus five and a half in this one you can't tell me Furman should be the same size of an underdog against San Diego State than they were against Virginia Virginia I think a much better team than San Diego State fade the mountain west san diego state uh should be feel very lucky that they played a charleston team that i don't think that was a good game by charleston i think charleston played a b minus game and when you're a charleston even if you play against san diego state you got to do better than b minus to beat them uh, but we've seen the mountain west the trend has for the most part continued nevada got their asses kicked in the play-in games Uh, Utah State lost to Missouri in a game that was kind of close, but ended up not really close. Boise State couldn't hit the ocean from a boat against Northwestern. And the only one that won out of the four Mountain West teams were San Diego State. And like I said, yeah, they were the better team, but not by much in that game. Uh, So I will take the five and a half points with Furman. What are they, a 13 seed? San Diego State, once again, can't shoot the ball. 206th in effective field goal percentage. Furman is 11th. Furman proved that they can hang with the big dogs. Uh, obviously, they did kind of need Virginia to screw it up at the end of the game, but they were with Virginia from start to finish in that game. The Mountain West just pissed their pants basically all day. Uh, the only thing that does concern me about this game, I will say in back Furman, is that San Diego State does rank pretty high in uh, perimeter defense and oppo- opponent three-point field goal percentage, and Furman is a three-point shooting team. But... So did Boise State, and Boise State over the Mountain West made Northwestern look like the Golden State Warriors. So there's a very strong chance Furman looks like the Golden State Warriors against San Diego State, no matter what the defensive stats say for the Aztecs. So I'll take the 5.5 points. Furman plus 5.5 against San Diego State for the first game on Saturday. The next one, Tennessee and Duke. This is a big game here on saturday and i will take uh tennessee i'll take them plus three not gonna take money line i will take them plus three though i think this is a big time sell high spot on duke i think it's a buy low spot on tennessee uh duke uh i don't think the acc is 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 all that good i don't think it's good conference i think duke is not as good as if they've looked the past few weeks obviously they look very impressive today against oral roberts who talked about a team that couldn't hit the ocean from a boat um, but they're 156th in effective field goal percentage this season, so a very average shooting team, and now they need to take on the best defensive team in the country in Tennessee. Also, Duke's rebounding advantage that they have against most teams is going to be nullified against Tennessee. Uh, volunteers are still fourth in extra scoring chances per game, which you guys know is a stat I absolutely love. They can take advantage of Duke turning the ball over a ton. Duke's 189th in turnovers per possession. I don't believe in the ACC. I think the SEC is a stronger conference than the ACC. I'll take the three points. I think it's going to be close when I think it's going to come down to the wire. Give me Tennessee plus three against the Blue Devils. Uh, this is one that was not locked in to Betstamp yet. I'll see if these lines will get posted. for. I don't know why it takes so long for them to show up on Betstamp when they're already posted on sportsbooks. Um, but if they are by the end of the episode, I'll lock them in. So I have them at plus three. We'll see what I end up locking them in at on bet stamp, uh, Arkansas, Kansas. This is one that I do have locked in. I got Arkansas plus four against Kansas, believe it or not, statistically, and you guys know I'm married to the stats for better or for worse. Statistically, Arkansas is neck and neck with Kansas. Actually, they're very, very similar teams. Statistically, let's kind of roll through these stats here. 75th and 96th in effective field goal percentage advantage, Kansas. Defensive efficiency, thirty-first and forty-third. That one's advantage Arkansas. Rebounding, eighty-fourth and one hundred and fiftieth. Advantage Arkansas. Extra scoring chances per game, Arkansas eighty-fourth at plus two point one. Kansas ninety-eighth at plus one point seven. Uh, both teams shoot two-point shots, but Arkansas is fifty-seventh and fifty-seventh uh, and sixty-sixth an opponent two-point field goal. Uh, percentage slight advantage for Arkansas Arkansas fouls a ton but they also uh, force the other team to commit a lot of fouls Kansas is the opposite they don't foul a lot but they also don't force a lot of fouls either Uh, Kansas is slightly better in free throw percentage percentage by 2.7% so you can go up and down the stats list despite Kansas being the defending champ uh, despite them having a better overall season statistically and don't forget stats just show us on paper what happens on the court these two teams are very similar there's a reason why the spread is only four so I'll take a shot with the hogs plus four now obviously the other thing that I didn't mention Kansas is from a better conference I do recognize that I think the big 12 is the best conference in college basketball this season but still I'll take the four points with Arkansas go hogs let's try to keep it close boys uh, moving on, Missouri and Princeton. I will take uh, Missouri minus five and a half in this spot. Uh, this is another one that I do have locked in. Uh, the line has moved already to this one, though, to six and a half. Still like it at six and a half. I'd hesitate. If it uh, if it climbs to seven and a half, I would hesitate. I said that around seven and a half, eight. Uh, Missouri does one thing that Arizona does not do well, which cost Arizona today, and that is hang on to the basketball. Uh Missouri 42nd turnovers per possession so they don't cough it up a ton I said it I mean I did bet on Princeton I didn't take money line it wasn't that brave but I did bet on Princeton to cover against Arizona and I said what's gonna cost Arizona is the fact they turn the ball over a ton and it did cost them today against Princeton cost them more than I thought it was going to but it did end up costing them Uh, Missouri does also force a ton of turnovers fifth in the country in opponent turnovers per possession in my opinion these teams from small conferences struggle when they play when they play a team from a major conference if that team from a major conference can do two things. One, shoot really well, and two, force a ton of turnovers. And that's exactly what Missouri is. I think Missouri is kind of a team that's built to be able to beat these smaller conference teams. Now, I don't trust Missouri against some other really good teams because their defense is atrocious, bottom 100 in most areas defensively. Uh, but uh specifically they force a ton of turnovers which i think is going to be enough to get the job done especially if they keep up uh their hot shooting so i will lay the points Uh, i will say i got the minus five and a half i got the juice at minus 120. the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And now, gambling terms. Snake eyes. Rolling ones with a pair of dice. Double down. Doubling the original bet for one more card. Bad beat. When your strong hand gets beat. Illegal gambling can put you at risk. Protect our communities. Play legit and gamble only where it's legal. Learn more now at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text one 800 gambler uh, so it is a little bit uh little bit chalkier juice. Um six and a halfs everywhere now. That I got the last five and a half. When is that minus one twenty at FanDuel? Six and a half's everywhere now, still like it at six and a half. Like I said, I would play it up to about seven and a half. Uh, Auburn, Houston. Uh, this is one that the line has already changed. Betstamp still doesn't have it on their app, so I can't track it yet. Uh, the total opened up at one thirty-three and a half. I bet the under. It's already down to one thirty-two and a half. And once again, I'll refresh. Oh, they do have they do have them posted. They have all they have everything posted now. Okay, so now you, well they don't have the UCLA Northwestern line posted, but Auburn uh houston i can at least lock in my number here and there is still a 132 and a half on the board but it looks like the last one at DraftKings, so i did bet it at 133 and a half for my record keeping purposes because i defer to bet stamp as uh, as my official record i have to go with 132 and a half with my luck the game will end at 133. uh the spread has wildly changed in this game already when i looked at it auburn was plus eight it's down to plus six and a half and that's only at one or two places it's down to five and a half in most books so even in the past 20 minutes this line has moved two and a half points a couple of reasons why i think that is number one houston did not look good today number two they're dealing with some injuries they have two different guys that are injured one guy's dealing with a groin another guy's dealing with a hamstring i believe it is um so they got some injury issues, and this game is basically going to be a home game for Auburn. I guess it's being played somewhere in Alabama. That's I nine percent sure that's where Auburn is. One um, percent of me is afraid that's wrong. Yeah, it's in uh, yeah it's in Alabama. I don't know where they I don't know where this game is specifically. Let's see if I can find it out here. But uh, it's going to be basically a home game for Auburn. So home court advantage for Auburn plus the injuries with Houston, plus the fact that Houston didn't look good today. That line has rapidly moved two and a half points down to five and a half. Uh, I still like, Oh, and the total is continuing to move. Like I said, I think, I well, I bet it at 133 and a half. Right now, the best line, best total I'm seeing is 132 and a half. <clears throat> Most places I have it 131, 131 and a half. I don't know what, to, uh, I guess I would still take the under. Five and a half, I kind of like Houston to cover, to be honest. My my contrarian buy low on a team that a lot of people aren't high on screams to take Houston at minus five and a half. All I can tell you is what I've bet is that I took the under. If you want to take it at the current line, go ahead. I set the line at 131, 131 and a half though, so <clears throat> we might have lost a value on it, to be honest. <clears throat> Let me see if I can see exactly where this game is being played. Birmingham so it is being played in Alabama <laughs> basically that's uh, crazy that they set Alabama or Auburn up so that in the second round they have home court advantage that's wild Um, but to get into why I like the under here because I don't know what to expect I don't know what to expect with Houston's injuries I don't know what to expect with Houston as a whole they did not look good against Northern Kentucky I don't know what to expect with home court advantage here with Auburn what I can expect is Auburn plays very good defense and so does Houston both teams better defensively than offensively the two teams are 3rd and 12th in opponent effective field goal percentage this season. So both top 12 in uh, shooting defense. Auburn not good offensively. 223rd in effective field goal percentage. Houston has not been shooting the ball well at all lately. Heading into the tournament, their final three games had an effective field goal percentage of 41.3%. Not good. They turned the ball over 17 times against Northern Kentucky, which cost them... Uh, I thought an ape. I thought at the spread when I first looked at it at eight. I thought that was around the right number. Like I said, if it's down to five and a half, even though I'm on the under, if I was betting the current line, and that's to say, if there is still a 132, then I would still play the under. Which, as of recording this, there is. But based on the rest of the numbers, I don't expect it to be available in the morning when you wake up and listen to this. If you're looking at the odds right now, and the totals 131, and the spreads minus five, I think I think I would bet Houston at minus five. Take that for what it's worth I don't trust Auburn's offense but I'm on under 133 and a half for sake, for the sake of rep, record keeping because I'm an honest man 132 and a half is what I tracked in bet stamp now let me see if I can lock in my other ones which I haven't locked in yet uh, I gotta lock in my Tennessee bet here at plus three so I did lock that in which is the same number I betted at. Uh, Texas I'm actually gonna okay so the, the the point I lost by tracking the total at the set number I get back in Texas Penn State I took Texas at minus six It's now minus five and a half so I better than minus six for tracking purposes minus five and a half and UCLA hasn't been posted yet uh, I'll get to that game here in a little bit so I'm on under 133 and a half or 132 and a half between Auburn and Houston moving on let's talk about that Texas um, and Penn State game Uh, i'm gonna take texas like i said i got the minus six i just tracked it to minus five and a half penn state can shoot the lights out but they can't play defense and even more important than that they can't create second chance scoring opportunities which i think is going to kill them against a team as talented as texas they are 359th in the country in offensive rebounding rate that's fifth last they are 361st in opponent turnovers that's third last so they, if they don't shoot, if they don't have an A, A plus shooting game like they did tonight against uh, Texas A and M, then they don't have anything else to rely on. They can, they're not going to get extra chance scoring opportunities with offensive reboundings. They're not going to force a bunch of turnovers on the other team. So it's live and die by your shooting. If you have an A plus shooting game, great because Penn State is a very good shooting team. You don't have the shooting, you don't have anything else to turn to. Um, and I think that's going to cost them against a team like Texas that is talented, deep, athletic, no gaping holes. They aren't the best at anything, but they're like top 50, top 80 in just about everything. I think they're too well-rounded of a team. Penn State took advantage of not only did they have a really good shooting team against or game against Texas A&M, but Texas A&M had a terrible sh- <clears throat> shooting game themselves. <clears throat> Texas is going to shoot way better and play way better offense than Texas A&M did. So I will take Texas minus six. I will lay the points. Texas looked very good today against Colgate. Uh, they could go in a little bit of a run here. So I'll take Texas minus six for tracking purposes, minus five and a half against Penn State. UCLA and Northwestern, the only one that uh, last time I refreshed Betstamp is not posted on there yet. But I took UCLA minus eight, and I don't care what the number is on Betstamp. Take UCLA. I hate Northwestern. I think Northwestern's the biggest frauds in the tournament. They, they can think they're lucky stars. They played a, a Mountain West team in the first round in Boise State who could not hit the ocean from a boat, which I think is, which is a term I've used, I think, eight times so far on this podcast. Northwestern, 320th in effective field goal percentage. I don't care how good you are defensively, if you can't shoot, you're not going to last long in this tournament. UCLA leads the country also in my favorite stat. as extra scoring chances per game. They looked fantastic tonight against UNC Asheville. I think they roll this Northwestern team. I don't even think it's close. <clears throat> I'd probably lay 10. I'd probably set the line at UCLA minus 10.5. I think they're that much better than Northwestern. So I don't think the line's going to get up to that. Let's see. Uh, I'll just use DraftKings for reference here since they have it open. Let's see if the line has moved since inside better than minus 8 still at minus eight so it's not going to move if it moves it will be a little bit if it's if it was going to have any major movements it would have happened already so i'll take ucla minus eight against northwestern my final play for saturday's round of 32 games i'll take maryland plus eight and a half against alabama i think what might cause alabama to have issues is maryland has a very good perimeter defense <clears throat> excuse me 76th in opponent three-point field goal percentage teams only shoot 32.2 percent from beyond the arc against them also only 26.3 percent of the points scored against maryland come from three point point lane point land that is 36th in the country so a very good top tier perimeter defense maryland has and much like arizona which we saw today alabama has turnover issues and if you have turnover issues, I just think that's going to cost you at some point this tournament. Maybe they're not going to lose. Maybe it's not going to cost them that much, but I'm not rushing to lay eight and a half points on this Alabama team right now against Maryland. Um, they are 237th in turnovers per possession. Also extra scoring chances per game. Maryland at plus 2.5 Alabama at minus 0.4 because of that turnover issue. So I'll take Maryland plus eight and a half. I realized I made graphics for this episode. And if you're watching YouTube, I didn't show them. Let's roll through them, because i got to recap my picks now, because that's all eight. Furman, plus five and a half against San Diego State. Boop, 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 boop. Tennessee, <clears throat> excuse me, plus three against Duke. Go Valls. Arkansas, plus four against Kansas. Boop, 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 boop. Missouri. Minus five and a half against Princeton. That's at six and a half. I would play that to seven and a half. Auburn, Houston. I bet it at under 133 and a half. I tracked it at under 132 and a half. And at most places, it's under it's 131 already. Huge, 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 move, huge line movement in that Auburn-Houston game so far. Texas, Penn State. I took Texas, minus six. I tracked it to minus five and a half. One went against me between when I bet it and when I could track it. The other one went in my direction. Arkansas, Kansas. No, I already said that one. UCLA, minus eight against Northwestern. Bruins roll. I know Jalen Clark being out has made a lot of people think that's going to hurt UCLA, and it's not ideal. But i think they can still go on a run without them they looked great today one of the most impressive performances of the day and then finally the final game on saturday which is going to be a doozy i will take maryland plus eight and a half against alabama now for friday's games if you didn't see my tweet there's three games I had to pick, which I didn't give out in the last episode of the podcast. So if you're listening to this Friday morning and you didn't see my tweet, you're curious what those are. The three games involving the play-in teams on Friday. I like Iowa State minus four against Pitt. Fairleigh Dickinson plus 23 against Purdue and Arizona State plus five and a half against TCU. There you have it. This has been the March 17th episode of the Baking Bets podcast. I'll be back with an episode Saturday morning to give out my best bets for the eight games that we played on Sunday. Best of luck. Let's have a better day Friday than what we had today. Let's keep things rolling. Gambler bless. I'll talk to you tomorrow.